Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, DeAndre Liggins, Joey Devine, Tim Quarterman, Sam Decker. Sean Keane, Cash Considerations, Ryan Kelly, a first-round pick, $661,000, Musical Guest, The Pokes, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Wow. Hi, guys. What a day. I mean, I guess it's what an off season. What a free agency. Hello. It's me, your host, temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi. It's Lit Fam. Catchphrases out of the way. Uh, Dave is not here. Sean Keen, what's up with you? Hey, how's it going? It's crazy how free. It's- it's amazing how crazy free agency has been, considering free agency does not start for another day and a half. Yeah, usually, I feel like it's not even... Usually there's like a day break, or a day or two break, but we didn't even get that this year. None of that, and uh, I mean, the only thing that was... What was happening at this time last year was the Knicks were basically illegally signing Yoakam Noah mm-hmm. uh, two days before they were allowed to. This but year, yeah. so much more. 
We were kind of planning on taking the week off, I think, because we're going to podcast so much after free agency and then through Summer League. Right. But no, the NBA never sleeps, dog. (laughs) They're Uh trying to literally kill uh, Mark Stein right now. They're just, he can't go to bed. He can't turn his phone off. I felt so bad that, like, he was, because, okay. Breaking news, everyone. Oh, yeah. Mark Stein is fired. Yes. Uh, yes. It's unclear when ESPN is going to let him be fired. Yeah. But they, they fired him and then have made him keep working. Uh, like he's the coach of, like he's Dennis Smith's college coach. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like, uh, yeah, it's like. It's like Larry Dolan is... Uh, sorry, it's like James Nolan is running ESPN and just not letting him quit. <laughs> like, like he's under contract. They seemingly do not want him to work there anymore. And yet, they're, they're working him like a Tom Thibodeau off guard. And yet, he was... I mean, he lives in California, so it wasn't as bad. If he lived in New York... It was, or no, he lives in Texas. Yeah, he lives in Texas, right? So it was like four in the morning when he was writing those Phil Jackson pieces the other night. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, let's go to the news! This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Our first piece of news is Dave is not here. Yes. I forget if I said that or not. Uh, he's off doing Dave stuff. I think he said he had to write a thing about Valerian, which... Yes. Uh, uh, the hit movie of yeah, the summer. Dave saw Valerian, whatever that is, last night. Um, uh, and, oh yeah, uh, Phil Jackson got fired? He got fired. Boy, did he get fired. Um, so... You know, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, the ayahuasca dealers in Montana are really <laughs> scrambling for product right now. He's um, got a. <laughs> here's so he got. Can you overdose on ayahuasca? Um, I believe you can't actually because it's impossible to tell an overdose on ayahuasca than a completely prescribed normal ayahuasca dose because you just end up throwing up and hallucinating in the ideal situation it's also like ayahuasca not actually a controlled substance right which is why this is not liable for me to say it that's true that's true no or there slander is, uh no it's not slander it's medicinal okay. i believe yeah, yeah. or religious um yeah he's uh yeah. sacred hoops yeah, this you, is all the religion of sacred hoops. So I guess Phil Jackson probably has... I wouldn't say it's like a medical ayahuasca card, but he might have like uh, a theological ayahuasca card, perhaps. Oh, can you get that on the internet when you're... like? Is that just like an add-on for like when your friends ask you to marry them? Yeah, it's like an online <laughs> form. You just need an email address and a spirit animal. And well, you can get I don't that. think Phil has. Oh, Phil does have an email address. We do know that. Yes, <laughs> that's where the triangle emails come uh, from. Oh, do you think his drafts folder is full of triangle emails, and he just doesn't know where to send it? 
that would be amazing. If or if he thought his drafts folder like he didn't understand what happens when you stop typing a message and that's what he actually consulted for draft <laughs> choices. Like there were points when he'd like start to send an email and fall asleep like he was watching a draft workout and then like he'd look at his drafts folder and he's like does this say Kitalina? I guess I have to draft that guy. Oh, oh, Frank. I believe Frank Nick Nick Kalina was a. He's a famous Indian spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he he was friends with Coyote, and he helped lift up the moon. We have to draft him. That, that's um, good. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's actually yeah on, he, on a non seas draft board. He was yeah. third, so that's a real yeah. deal at number eight. <laughs> By the way, he's already hurt. I know. So is Malik Monk. Malik Monk is hurt? Oh, he got hurt in the draft workout. Malik Monk is not going to play in Summer League, which kind of a bummer. (sighs) He's like the perfect... As much as I'm confident about his NBA future, I was wildly confident about his Summer League future. Um, yeah, but we don't need to talk about Summer League yet. Dylan Elias numbers, about... though. Oh, yeah, so Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah, um, we got sidetracked. This is why we need Dave. Um, so Phil Jackson, let's go over what happened here, apparently. Uh, Phil Jackson demanded that James Dolan buy out Carmelo Anthony, and James Dolan was like, no, fuck you, man. You're fired. And <laughs> right? <laughs> that appears to be it, because it seems like his strategy was just to alienate Carmelo Anthony to the point where he waived his no-trade clause. Except, and Carmelo Anthony wasn't going to fall for that. And he just never did it. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even like... I mean... They they were definitely warring with each other, but I'm not really sure what what Mello did back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like Mello skipped his exit interview, which apparently is like treason in Phil's eyes. Yeah, once Porzingis did that, he went immediately onto the trading block. Unfortunately... (sighs) Phil was never in his office to take trade calls, so he is still a Nick. Yeah, it seems like, to me, um, Phil Jackson made the same mistake George W. Bush did. Which it was like, James Dolan was like, okay, one war, sure. Two wars, no thank you. Yes, I completely (laughs) agree with that. Well, and the other thing that was was bad was, you know, when when he was when the trade deadline was happening, Phil Jackson was just reading a children's book to uh, a group of adult. <laughs> it was actually a group of basketball players. He had given them each their own children's book as a psychological message. Well, I actually think that's why he fell asleep during that draft workout. It's because uh-huh. he accidentally read Good Night Moon before. Oh, and you just fall asleep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go over what happened here. Um, yes. So two days before free agency, the Knicks fired their GM. Uh, sorry, their president of basketball operations, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't seem great. 
But what seems even worse to me is that they drafted Frank Tilakina, Nit Kalina, Tilakina, whatever his name is, Andre Frankatina. Um, <laughs> they drafted him simply because he was the best fit for the triangle. Yes. And then immediately fired the guy who was obsessed with the triangle. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's... They could have had... Everyone agrees Dennis Smith is better. And most people seem to agree Malik Monk is probably a better prospect. Yeah, right? I mean, I have no idea with international scouting, but yes, it did seem like it did seem like people thought Dennis Smith Jr. was for sure better, including me, who also thinks <laughs> that. Uh, well, getting drafting a guy just so he fits into the triangle—that's like shopping for a new computer and just making sure that it can play, like, that that X-Wing fighter game. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, it, it, it better, this, I need a computer that plays real audio files. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, is this, <laughs> is this computer MySpace compatible? Yeah. You, you, you start with the CD-ROM drive and you build the rest <laughs> yeah. of the computer around it. I want a Pentium 2. Right, so... Uh. <laughs> You know, actually, uh, funny story, that kid who got the Dell is now the assistant GM. <laughs> um, the other funny thing is it seems like uh, James Dolan is obsessed with hiring Masai Ujiri, the GM for the Toronto Raptors. Does he have a New York connection? He's just uh, made trades with them, right? Right, he's ripped them off twice. Like, Masai Ujiri's... <laughs> Biggest moves all involve uh, destroying the New York Knicks in trades. Yeah, so the Bar- uh, he got, he got a first got two round draft Two first-round draft picks for Bargnani, oh correct? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you're right, yes. Um, and then also he got all that amazing stuff for Carmelo Anthony. Yes, which it seems like he got mainly by just saying, gee, I don't know, whenever... <laughs> He was talking to James Dolan, and the James Dolan just kept throwing in more stuff. Um, and like, I I personally think Masai's a pretty good GM. Um, but like, those are his two like signature moves. Yes, and yelling "fuck Brooklyn" at that right. rally, which seems like Brooklyn is a part of New York. Um, I don't know if that would be popular. <laughs> He's, um, this does feel like somebody just, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, did he neg the Knicks into this job? Well, the craziest thing is Toronto literally just signed him to a five-year extension. So I think the Knicks would have to give the Raptors compensation to hire him. Yeah, they absolutely would. Like, probably a first-round pick. I don't think the Knicks should do that. <laughs> I agree, especially because, I mean, Masai Ujiri has done a great job of building, you know, a 55-win team, 54-win team in Toronto. But you know who, you know, who had a, a, a three-time NBA finalist? David oh, David Griffin? Griffin? Yes. Who's just sitting there, jobless, because... Uh, 
Because uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers owner is a fucking moron. Joey, I just don't understand why you think it's so important to have a general manager before the draft and free agency. That's that's not ayahuasca thinking. Wait, wait, sorry, wait. Maybe that is, sorry, that's blues thinking. <laughs> yeah, oh, you gotta... It's uh, <laughs> a since my GM left me. <laughs> Man. I bet I bet Dan Gilbert and James Dolan get along great. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know the scariest rumor that's floating around, right? Uh, what's that? Oh, Isaiah Thomas might be coming back, baby. Oh, I didn't even think that was a rumor as much as a Nostradamus prediction. Like, oh, I can't wait for the I'm coming home cover with Isaiah. <laughs> Um, but boy, that would be, I, I think if James Dolan hired Isaiah Thomas again, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. I mean, I think Michael Rappaport would be on like suicide watch. Um, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Like Isaiah coming back again after I believe washing out as a college basketball coach at some kind of Florida... It wasn't even... Florida International, Florida International, (laughs) which... That's Mar-a-Lago, right? Is that Florida International? Yeah, he was the the basketball coach at Trump University. Wow, wow. He couldn't Uh. hang at Trump (laughs) University, but president of the Knicks, yes. Do you think it's just that Isaiah... You know, like early on, said he liked JD in the straight shot. One hundred percent, and he's just—it's just all the positive response after that. Yeah. So, so the Knicks not only did Masai Ujiri just sign a contract extension, so did Phil Jackson. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess it was the two-year option at the end of his existing sixty million dollar contract. Yeah. But so the Knicks will be paying. The remaining... $25 million. Yeah. So I guess Phil has earned a small amount of that. But yeah, they're eating over $20 million on this deal. Yeah. And then, which, it does that does that affect him not wanting to buy out Carmelo Anthony? To be like, I just can't spend $50 million on just making people go away. Uh, well, I, I mean... I'm pretty sure this fight was entirely about not buying out Car- Carmelo Anthony. Uh-huh. Um, and weirdly, I think Dolan is right. Like, just keep him? Like, you can't buy a guy out two years out. You is know that... what I mean? <laughs> oh, I thought he... And also, he's not bad. No, he he was... Uh, he was... Maybe not deservedly, but he was on the All-Star team last year. Yes. <laughs> That's... <laughs> he averaged 25 points a game. Yeah. Like, you can get something from for him to a place that he would want to get traded to. It won't be something great, but you could get something. Like, I... Like, they could get Ryan Anderson for him. You know, he has an early termination offer next year, but that doesn't mean he's going to say goodbye. I mean, he and 
I believe he and Phil basically have the same amount of money left on their deals. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's completely incorrect. Carmelo has like the value of Phil's entire salary left on this deal. But yeah, he's got fifty-four million left. You can buy that out. He would have to take a significant reduction in that. And honestly, but also he's not Darren Williams. No, he can play. He's a yeah. good player. He, I think Carmelo Anthony starts on nearly every team in the league. Like, like where wouldn't he start? Maybe the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. I think he would start on every other team. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's not like he's not like a. I mean, I wouldn't want to be paying him fifty-four million dollars for two years necessarily, but yeah, it's also not like. He's not. He's not going to be quitting basketball. Yeah, and you just. I can't. I can't think of a scenario like like where it's worth it for the Knicks would only have to pay him fifty one million dollars to not play. It's like, you might as well keep him. Right. I don't know, man. I think someone will trade for him. I really do. Well, but he's going to have to. The problem is, is he's going to have to agree to go somewhere. Yeah, because he has a full no-trade clause that Phil Jackson gave him. Right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I would not be shocked if he got traded. Not at all. But I would be. I'd be somewhat surprised if he got bought out this summer. I mean, I could see them buying out a year. Right. But not two years. I mean, the buyout would have to be him like waiving his contract for eighteen and nineteen. And I yeah. Just, that seems like a lot of money to walk away from to somebody who, you know, does have a child on the way. <laughs> well, he's back with Lala. Well, that's good. That, that's good. That's I mean, good this was him. a big win. It was a big win week for Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Which, if there is one thing we know about Carmelo Anthony, uh, it's that uh, between the Olympics and his wife agreeing not to separate with him anymore. Uh, Phil Jackson. He only wins in the... uh, Phil Jackson getting fired. Carmelo Anthony only wins in the summer. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, so that's... So so the Knicks basically... Steve Mills is still there? Yeah, Steve Mills is their acting GM and he's currently. Just, he's just been in the New York front office forever. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's competent, though. Right. Like, I don't think he's... I think he's, like, incredibly conservative. Like, not politically. I mean, I don't know what he was politically. <laughs> uh... But, like, I think he's, like, a... You know, he's, like, a businessman. <laughs> yeah. He's a normal guy. Oh, yeah. He, he was a Princeton basketball player. Oh man, he, what if he wants to play the four corners offense now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, just, just like from like one old ass basketball uh, strategy to the oldest basketball strategy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So he's like an, So his background is he worked for the NBA for a really long time, um, sixteen years, and he. He worked with corporate sponsors, and then he ran special events, and then he ran basketball and player development, and then um, he was the CEO of MSG like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and t- 
took like four years to go work for work for Magic Johnson, which I'm not sure if that means he helped buy the Dodgers, and then he came back four years ago. Yeah, well, good for him. I hope I hope he doesn't screw up. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's kind of in in. I don't know. He's he's not a terrible guy. To t- it's weird because the Knicks have like really competent parts of their organization. Like their international scouting seems really good. It's just that they constantly get decisions from either Phil or James Dolan that are super short-sighted every time they start like building and getting uh dudes. Like they're, yes. they're very good at getting um it's like the hallmark of a really incompetent owner with a good staff because this reminds me of the Warriors where right. all the where big the Warriors would are... always pick up like a D League guy that ends up playing in the league for ten yeah. years. Yeah, and some international <laughs> guy comes over and you're like, Wow, what a great seventh like just an organization that can churn out seventh men. Yeah. Um I am actually excited to see what happens with Chris Dapsporzigius playing the pick and roll now. Oh, that's going to um, be amazing, and not just all those triangle principles. Yeah, where you know they get to have Chris Dapsporzigius set a screen and then uh, either roll to the basket or shoot a three every time down the court. That should be exciting. So congratulations, Knicks fans. Yeah, you're, you're uh, not running the triangle anymore. Hopefully something happens for you. And if I can stress this again, the Shaq-Kobe Lakers didn't really run the triangle. They ran pick no. and roll all the time. Yes. They won three <laughs> titles in a row. And also the Chicago Bulls ran isolation most of the time. Yes. Yeah. All so, right. Um... <laughs> what do you think Phil's going to do now? I mean, he's in Montana, right? Oh, yeah. Phil, I don't... I mean, I'll bet he writes a book. He'll write some oh. Carmelo Anthony hit book, right? Will he write it, or will he just have Charlie Rosen write the book for him? Oh, man, that that <laughs> Charlie Rosen piece was crazy. Shame on you, fanrag sports. <laughs> Shame on you. Don't. Zach works there. Oh, I mean, sorry. <laughs> It's a great uh, site. I mean, I would have read it too because it's it's wonderful to read. It's like, well, actually, it's kind of funny that this is Zach Harper's site because I feel like that Charlie Rosen column is the sports writing equivalent of an action movie that Zach Harper would really enjoy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is like it's like the Nick Cage movie of uh, sports writing. It's kind of crazy. It's real over the top. You're like, I'm not really sure what I just saw there. <laughs> um, so let's move on, right? Oh, I have one more question, oh, though. Oh, go ahead. Do you yes. think Phil Jackson slept through his own exit interview? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it did appear to happen at, like, four in the morning New yeah. York time. <laughs> <laughs> The exit interview is just basically like, we good? And then Phil's on his way out and he's like, did you read any of the books I sent you? And James Dolan just says, I don't know how to read. So no. All I can read is sheet music. (laughs) 
Um, all right, should we talk about the other big thing that happened yes. yesterday? Yes, let's do it. Um, Chris Paul, who was a free agent, all of a sudden was not a free agent and then was traded for 10 million players to the Houston Rockets. It was it was crazy. I mean, everybody assumed that Chris Paul was going to opt out of his contract and become mm-hmm. a free agent. And then um, he, with no influence from another team whatsoever, because that would be tampering, he decided to opt into his contract for next year instead. And so now he's only a free agent... Uh, next summer instead. Yes. And that allowed the Houston Rockets to trade for him rather than clearing cap space to sign him to a, you know, a max deal. They only had to match salaries. So so how many guys went over it was like seven guys? All right, so let me let's recap this. Houston sent Patrick Beverly, first team all defense point guard Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Lou Williams, uh, yes. possible sixth man of the year candidate. Perennial. Sam Decker. Uh, Sam Decker. Sam Decker, White Harrison Barnes. White Harrison Barnes. Uh, DeAndre Liggins, a guy they bought from the Mavs earlier in the day. Uh, Darren Hilliard, Darren Hilliard, another guy. A they... guy I have never heard of. Yeah. Uh, uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, who is like Kenneth Fareed. Um, somebody named Wiltier, who I believe uh, is just a... Kyle no- Wiltier. I believe he has Him, a- I actually know who he is. Okay. He was on Gonzaga. Okay. Two years ago. And then I believe, I believe they get a first round pick... Yes. ...next year? Oh, it must, it's probably in... Yeah, in... I think it's, it's this in- year, right? Oh, yeah, because I don't think they're... Did the Rockets... I'm not sure. I can't remember what pick they traded to the Lakers. But either this year or next year. The 18 or 19. And then $661,000, which represents the portion of Chris Paul's trade kicker that he would not waive for the deal. Which I don't understand that. So he had like a $3 million trade kicker, correct? Yes, I think it might have to do with he, he, he had a three point two trade kicker and he got six hundred and sixty one thousand off it. Yeah, and he waived it all but six hundred and sixty one thousand. It was he like, no man, it's gonna cost me six hundred and sixty one thousand dollars to move. I'm not waiving that. <laughs> to this move, I'm forcing. Yeah, it's like his <laughs> bonus for pushing back a max contract, I guess. Um, I mean, the the main thing is that three of those guys they traded have non-guaranteed deals, so the Clippers are just going to, I believe they're going to, well, I don't, I don't know about Wiltier, but I mean, Liggins and Hilliard are just going to get waived because they have non-guaranteed yes. deals. Wiltier is also getting waived. Uh, they, um, they also acquired, I think, two or three other guys with non-guaranteed deals yesterday. Yes, Tim Quarterman. Uh huh. Uh, some other guy I'd never heard of named Sam Jones or something like that. There's a Sean Long. <laughs> Sean Long, not Sam Jones. Yeah, Sean Long, whose numbers were shockingly good for an NBA player I'd never heard of. Yeah, the the 
it was weirdly there was a lot of uh, a lot of like Sixers Nation stuff. Uh huh. Where they were they were like, see you later. Like, what could have been Sean Jones? But he's just Sean Long. Sean, Sean Long. Long. Well, I'm not giving him the respect he deserves. His name is Sean. Even speaking of yeah, Sean, but it's Sean, A-W-N. Yeah, that's true. So a- that's a- your, you hate that. You hate that. I hate um. him. I love Sean Kilpatrick, <laughs> who got his option picked up today. Yeah, too. good for him. Well, um, well done. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about Chris Paul. Um, yes. Here. Oh, please. Uh, let's stop talking about these weird guys we're never going to hear <laughs> from again. Yeah, we'll uh, just put him in the Don Pardo file. Although, actually, before this, I do want to say congratulations, Portland Trailblazers, on being hilarious yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, when all this was happening, uh, their Twitter their their Twitter feed when they traded they traded Tim Quarterman for cash. Um, they posted like a welcome to the Trailblazers cash considerations tweet that was great. They had like a fake picture of, of like, cash at a press conference. It was really great. Was Good fantastic. job. Good they job. really did great. <laughs> also, congratulations, Mike Schmitz from Draft Express, who posted a screenshot of a, uh, of his, of one of his draft video of his, one of his draft videos about cra- uh, cash considerations. Just good work all the way around, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these guys are really killing it. Draft Express, uh, what a what a great <laughs> bunch of guys. Um, yeah, good good work. Sorry, I did not get to watch seven and a half hours straight of yeah. draft videos this year. I'll do it next year. I promise. Um, <laughs> okay, but Chris Paul's a fucking rocket, Sean. It's crazy. The it's um. This is why it was the Warriors are not ruining basketball. By the way, that's that's one consideration no. here because it's making all this hilarious, crazy stuff happen. This seems like a mind-boggling fit, though. Right, like because... I cannot wrap my head around what this is going to look like. So, if we look at last year, James Harden mm-hmm. vaulted himself into the MVP race. He came in second. And what was the what was the key difference they made last year? Uh, he was the point guard. So the ball was in his hand all the time, and he was running the offense, making decisions. Uh huh. Um, Chris Paul seems like he is a pretty ball dominant player to me. Uh, yeah, I think he's the most ball dominant player. <laughs> Not named Russell Westbrook. And and one of the caveats of a Mike D'Antoni system is that you you move the ball very quickly. Right, you get a shot up in seven seconds. Um, Chris Um, Paul has never played fast. Even the year the Clippers had Alvin Gentry and they ran uh, because they were running parts of the Mike D'Antoni offense because Alvin Gentry. uh, Lob City. Yeah, Darren Collison is the one who played fast. (laughs) I mean, Chris Uh, Paul usually dribbles it for seven seconds at least. Um, Like... Apparently, a big problem that year was every time Chris Paul would get the ball, Alvin Gentry would be standing up screaming at him to run, and Chris Paul would just ignore him. Yeah. Uh, That being said, Chris Paul, very, very efficient 
in his style of play, but it does seem like Mike D'Antoni wants to win games 140 to 125, and Chris Paul wants to win games 78 to 96. And I mean, Um, he is right that in a limited position setting, like, he's really good at getting shots at the end of games and quarters. He's really good at making plays. Like, he is a great player. It's just he seems less complimentary to James Harden than you would think. Well, he just seems like a weird fit for everything about the Rockets. Because then the other thing about Chris Paul um, is Chris Paul's main asset as a basketball shooter is being like this amazing, amazing knockdown mid-range shooter. Oh, absolutely. And the Rockets believe that mid-range shooting is bad. Yeah, I mean... Like, you only want threes and layups. Yet Chris Paul is just money from 18 feet. Yeah. It's like his favorite shot is to dribble around several times, uh, yelling at yelling and pointing at everybody, yes. <laughs> and then take and then dribbling to the elbow and then shooting with, like, seven seconds left on the shot clock. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, again, he's, he's great, but it's... Now, do you think maybe Chris Paul and James Harden saw footage of each other like flopping and drawing fouls and like laying on the court for too long to exaggerate contact and they're like I got to play with this guy this is like this is like the flop equivalent of watch the throne you know? <laughs> well i was going to say that the one thing that does make the Ra- the Rockets and Chris Paul a match is both the Rockets and Chris Paul are people who are only fun in theory. <laughs> and then you watch them play basketball, and you're like, oh, this isn't fun at all. <laughs> like, this is kind of boring and gross. They're tough to watch in the playoffs. Um, that being said, would I have made this deal if I were the Rockets? Absolutely. Oh, this would this deal to me is a win for both sides. I totally um, agree with that too. I think other than the aforementioned Masai Ujiri Nuggets trade, um, this is the most a team has gotten for a sign and trade player, maybe ever. Yeah. That isn't the Nuggets and Carmelo Anthony. Well, they really got a lot of stuff. Like, when when you trade a guy like this, you want picks, you want, you know, playable young guys, and you Mm -hmm. want somebody who can replace them in the starting lineup. I mean, they basically got a replacement starting point guard. They got Mm -hmm. the... Was Chris Paul first-team all-defense this year? Yes, they both were first-team. Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul were both first-team all-defense. And he makes... Patrick Beverly makes like three and a half million a year, I think. I think it's five. Okay. Okay. So, pretty cheap for a starting point guard. Um, uh, but also, they can turn around and trade Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams separately for first-round picks. I think that's. I think that's probably correct. And... And they got their own first-round pick, and while they didn't get a second first-round pick, they instead got uh, 
Harrell. Sam Decker and Montrez Harrell, who are good young players. And Harrell, I think, was a second-round pick, which means he's he makes a very small amount of money. Yes. And Decker ha- Decker is just finished year two of his rookie deal. Yeah, and he was a uh, yeah, just finished year two. Yeah. So I mean, these are all, and then they and then they got a bunch of uh, money that's just going to come off their cap. So, yeah. They are max. Well, I guess they're not going to be at their roster limit. It's very, very clever because they did it before July first, and they did it when every team has a twenty-man roster. Mm-hmm. This is like something you could have never done during the season, right? And to me, it looks like their moves are saying that they are at least going to try to get somebody else because they keep. You know, it's very appealing, especially when you're trading a superstar and dumping, to get guys that are worth like a million and a half on paper, and then mm-hmm. really worth. You really only have to pay like twenty thousand dollars to buy yeah. them out. So, um, is it Paul George? You know, maybe. Is it Mello? Maybe. Uh, but it's you know, regardless, they just have a lot of options here. Uh, they're I, the. The only thing is, is the guy they'll have to trade to do that is uh-huh. Clint Capella. Oh, because he's the only asset they have left that'll be that's worth anything. Yeah, because I don't think at this point they really want to get rid of Eric Gordon. No, and Ryan Anderson does not really have positive value. Although, if you're trading him to the Knicks for Carmelo Anthony, I could see how that works. Sure. Um, uh, well, he doesn't really fit with Porzingis. <laughs> Look, if they uh-huh. liked if they liked Lowry Markinen, let me tell you something. Let's finish for Ryan Anderson. <laughs> um, that would yeah. suck though if they trade him. If if Ryan Anderson gets traded to New York when both Lopez twins have left in the last twelve months, that's that's oh, a bummer. Man. That's rough. That's... That's like uh, um, that that short story about the husband who sells his watch, right? And right. the wife who sells her comb, yeah, it's or like, her hair. If, if O. Henry was a GM, that's what that would be like. Um, and I don't, I don't have any reason to believe this. I have no foundation. I feel like Ryan Anderson goes to NASA headquarters and takes a tour every three weeks in Houston. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I just don't think the Rockets can trade Clint Capella, actually. He's um, just too valuable. Right, because the second most important part of a Mike D'Antoni offense, uh, other than uh, a point guard, is a guy who sets a screen and runs really fast to the basket, and that's what Clint Capella's really good at. Yeah. And I mean, they, 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 right now, for guys they haven't traded, they've got, you know, a fair amount of non guaranteed and cheap stuff, but it only adds up at this point to about $5 million. Oh, no, $4 mm-hmm. million. So it's like Sean, Sean Long, Isaiah Taylor, Tim Quarterman, um, and then there's a couple guys they could sign and package, like, Bobby Brown and Gary Payton the second, like you could, 
but all of that is just kind of ballast. Right. Like, like not they saying those guys be... can't play, but I don't know that they can play. You but know? they can't be the center of a trade, either. No. I mean, they really have to... I don't know. I mean, if Indiana hadn't drafted TJ Leaf, there might have been a home for Ryan Anderson there, but... Uh, that's too many skinny white guys, even for the Indiana Pacers. Right, and even if they were willing to trade Capella for George, uh, the Pacers, that's the one position they actually have a good young player at. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this does fit into Mike D'Antoni's plan to only play six guys, so... (laughs) But, yeah, Uh, I I I think the formula... Uh, I think maybe it's just got to be Eric Gordon, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't think they were, would be able to trade for Chris Paul either, so... Right. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll get Mellow. It'd be tight. It'd be tight if they got Mellow. Uh, um, so what does this mean for the Clippers? Unclear, I think. Um, it sort of depends on what they want to do. Right. Right? Because, like, I actually feel like they got enough. Like, Patrick Beverly is really good. Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford are, like, the same, but also good NBA role players. Like, their bench is actually better. They have more NBA players than they did before they made this trade. Yes. They just don't have... Yeah, I mean, it's Paul anymore. Effectively, it's a one-for-four deal. The only thing is that Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams are each other's loopers, so you can't yeah. put them on the court at the same time. Uh, uh, but, I mean, they could bring Blake back, mm-hmm. theoretically, and, like, try and be an eight seed. Yeah. Like, this team could make the eight seed. Or the, even the seven. Like, if Blake is healthy, like, Blake is really good. But also, they could tank now. I mean, I think the impetus behind this was the Clippers, Jerry West or Steve Ballmer or whoever, did not want to give Chris Paul that five-year Supermax. Like, yes. that's the way it makes sense. Because it's kind of, that's too much money to turn down. Even if you're already rich like Chris Paul, if he was going to get offered a contract that was going to pay him like 42 million a year when he was 36 or 37. Yeah. He was going to take that. Now, he's still going to get a big deal. He's not he's not losing I believe they they keep his bird rights and everything so they can still give him a regular max next year. Mhm. And I'm sure there's some kind of winking arrangement to do that, but it just well, and sounds also no state income tax. That's true, that's true. He does make a little more money. But to me, it just seems like, you know, sometimes you hire a new executive to give yourself cover for these kind of decisions. Like, I don't know if, if I don't know if Doc Rivers was ever going to personally, you know, decide, we can't do this, like, I'm, I'm going to get rid of Chris Paul. But Jerry West can do right. anything. Yeah. He's like the, the headhunting firm you hire. To, to get layoffs. He's basically the Bob's yeah. in office space. Um, I mean, if anything, he probably called Chris Paul and told him to leave 
because of how sad losing is, because he's so sad about losing all the time. He gets so bummed about it. He's still. <laughs> I mean, Jerry West is still upset about final series from fifty years ago, right? Yeah. So, um, I really think I, I really think that though, if if they weren't going to go to a fifth year for Chris Paul, I don't see them going to a fifth year for Blake Griffin. And I don't I don't know if that means that they necessarily are going to let him go, but I wonder if he is not. I mean, oh oh, the other factor I think is uh, both both Chris Paul and Blake Griffin are going to be eligible for no trade clauses yeah. on their new deals. I mean, not Chris Paul, not anymore, but Blake with the Clippers, they would, and. To me, that kind of says Jerry West is not like that's something you might want to avoid with Blake. Well, Griffin after as well. what's happened to Melo, mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone, even a player, would want a no trade clause. Well, I mean, you get a lot of leverage, <laughs> but yeah, I know, but like it just seems like such a disaster on both sides. For it, I mean, but you know, not everybody's the Knicks. Like I could see. The Warriors giving, like, Steph Curry a no-trade clause, but, like, yes. that's the only guy I think there's in a... the NBA. I think there's... LeBron James. <laughs> right. But I don't think LeBron can even get one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. He has to have... Yeah. Um, I mean, I would want it if I were a player, but, yeah, I think there's only, like, three in the whole league right now. It's something. It's something very small like that. I mean, I would definitely demand one if I were Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma, but... Well, let's talk about Russell Westbrook here, because I actually think this... He was the first person I thought of when this trade happened, actually. Yeah, so there's... The new CBA lets you, if you're on the team that drafted you, or you got traded in your rookie deal, um, you become eligible for the Supermax deal. And... Mm -hmm. Did Chris Paul get traded during his rookie deal somehow? I don't know why he's eligible, but he was the president of the Players Association. Oh, no, it's not on your rookie deal. It's uh, time of service on a team. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Uh, I think it's four or five years. That's why Porzingis was kind of forcing a trade, or kind of okay with being traded from the Knicks, Because because he could still get it. Right. Because he's on his rookie deal, he can't so then he'd sign his regular deal with whatever team, his the normal deal with whatever team yeah. that traded for him, and then he'd be eligible for the Supermax the next deal. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, so the guy's getting the Supermax. Steph Curry's just going to get one. Like, he'll sign it at midnight on Friday uh-huh. or whatever. Um, this is just one where the most no-brainer possible, he was underpaid, they have the money. Yeah, he's not leaving. I mean, now, granted, Charlotte did his hometown Charlotte Hornets did trade for Dwight Howard, so that's got to be pretty appealing. But ultimately, I think he's going to take the two hundred million to stay in Oakland. Yeah, I also think he might get a no trade clause. I think he'll probably get a no trade clause if he if that's something he asks for. I imagine. Um, I mean, they're just going to give him everything he wants. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the deal. Like that's um yeah. and they should. <laughs> I 
Um, yes. But the other guys who are eligible is Harden is probably going to sign. I don't know how it would work with him because he just signed a contract extension last year. But I want to say he can get a max extension again this summer as well. I think well. he can. Um, but my guess is he won't now. Oh, he'll wait because they need more flexibility. They need this capped flexibility to build more of a team around him. Oh, that's probably true. And then he can just sign it. It's He has like three years left on his deal anyway. So it's yeah. not like... It's the same. It's the same contract length, whether he signs it this year or next year. You know, right? He's not getting a raise on his existing raise that he got last year. He would just get locked up for like eight years, right? Is yeah, that, okay. I think so. I believe that's how it would work with Westbrook too. Like he becomes eligible for a five-year extension on his existing one-year contract. Yes. But so, yeah. let's talk about Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I, if I were Russell Westbrook, I don't, I mean, it's hard for me, the guy who has like $400 in his checking account to Uh, say this, but (laughs) I don't think I would sign that deal. Uh, no, because, well, because if you're looking at the West right now, uh, the T-Wolves are now a playoff team for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets are like a top four seed. The Warriors are still there. Yes. Uh, the rumors are Paul George and LeBron James are coming to the West. Uh, Jimmy Butler already came to the West. Kevin Love yeah. might come to the West. Um, the Spurs still exist and are basically going to win 55 games until Greg Popovich quits. And even yeah. after that, like... I they still have like Kawhi Leonard for Kawhi in Leonard. perpetuity. And, like, you know, Coach Bud will come back, or... And if you're looking at the Thunder, like, are they a playoff team next year? Um, I don't think it's a guarantee. So, like, you're... and So they were the sixth seed last year. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook had, like statistically one of the more amazing seasons ever to do that. And also was healthy the, inc- for every game. And, and, and that included a lot of crazy game winners and comebacks. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, you have teams that didn't make the playoffs. The Timberwolves, uh, the Lakers might be adding Paul George. Denver has just a ton of assets and money and just doesn't really make any sense on paper right now, but I just would be surprised if that didn't get uh, sorted out for right. the next couple months. But, and also, <laughs> like, like and they have... Also, yeah. yeah. They're, and they're also, gonna... even if they just keep those guys, that is a future playoff team. Yeah, I mean, they were the nine seed, and I just, I would be very surprised if they went into next season with five power forwards on their roster. Yeah. You know, like, there's... There's just it wouldn't take that much improvement from their mm-hmm. team, which is, and half the team is 22 years old anyway. So yeah, Dallas added Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. and they're going to add some other. going to have a full season in New Orleans. Look, once DeAndre Jordan finally comes home, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. If I were a star player in the NBA right now, like if I were Blake Griffin. Right now, I would not even talk to a West team. 
Because I could go to the East and be Joe Johnson. Seven-time like, All-Star and future Hall could, of Famer Joe yeah. Johnson, yes. If Blake Griffin could guarantee himself a Hall of Fame spot by just going to the East. I don't. I would think that Miami would be a great place for him to play, both yes. for health reasons um, and just offense reasons. Like he's, it's it's a really creative coaching staff. It seems like a place where he would enjoy living, um, and they'd probably let him hire and fire the team strength coach. The so comedy scene sucks. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean. Are there any good Miami? I don't know. Maybe maybe UCB opens a opens a satellite campus there. <laughs> UCB South. UCB um. Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I bet Riley's very showbiz. No, but it, I mean, almost anywhere he goes is. I mean, Miami just seems like it makes so much sense for him. But yeah. Um. But yeah. So if you're Russell Westbrook. If you sign that deal, you are, to me at least, it seems like you are signing up to be one of those sad, great players who does not win anything ever. Well, and and the other... This You're is signing what, up to be Carmelo Anthony. He seems to enjoy it there. Uh, I don't know why he would be upset about the previous season he had. Um, and he... He's a total delight, that guy. No, no. Um, but he also has no reason to sign that deal this summer because right. the exact same deal is available to him in 12 months. And so it's like you can sign a six-year deal this summer or you can sign the Supermax next summer when you become a free agent. And he's not even really risking anything because he has a player option for 18 and 19. So... Yeah. Like, he's getting six years of security, but he's also essentially a superhero and already has, like, you know, 50 million guaranteed dollars as a... It seems It seems like it's just not a good... Even if he believed in Oklahoma City really immensely, it seems like a weird... I don't know. And and this summer, their big move is going to be signing Rudy Gay, apparently. Oof. There's nothing really wrong with Rudy Gay, but he's just not a real game-changer. No. Seems... Oh, especially when, like, the teams you are competing with are, like, adding, like, all-stars. Yeah, and Rudy the Gay... The East is going to be depressing, like, if you thought the East was bad this year, like, it's only getting worse. What if it turns out Blake really wants to go to Milwaukee? That would be tight. <laughs> that would be <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's a weird combination of players going west. Like, I mean, you have... The Sixers are kind of fun, but, I mean, they're going to win, like, I, I still don't see them winning a ton of games next year. I mean, if Embiid's healthy the whole season, they could be like a four seed. Yeah, but they still have a 19-year-old point guard. Like, right. I think he's going to be great, but at the same time, like, uh, it's just just a lot of kind of disappointing franchises there. Yes, I mean, 
it's just it's going to be weird because Oklahoma City really wants to sign into extension. Russell Westbrook has very little incentive to do it, and as a result, they might just try to trade him. I mean, do they have to? They can't trade him, right? They can't trade him. So it's going to be. They can't trade him until he says he's not coming back. So now they're going to. So now they could potentially see Westbrook walk and Kevin Durant walk. And then, I mean, given what's happening to the fracking industry, do they just immediately move the team to Vegas? (laughs) I mean, I guess Seattle. Oh, if if they move back to Seattle. Oh, breaking news. Okay. Celtics believe Pacers' price for George too high. Oh, Danny Ainge doesn't want to trade. Doesn't want to give up those assets. That's that's crazy. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, huge if true is what they say. I believe. Um, I mean, that's fine. What it's nothing's changing on that front. Right. Well, also, I actually think if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm looking at the East now, and I'm like, whatever. Let's keep this rolling. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> let's let, let's let, uh, I mean, they're looking at, they're looking at potentially an all-star season for uh, Jonas Jerebko if they bring him back, so the field is <laughs> Like, what is that all-star team going to look like? I mean, is it just the Cavs and Celtics? Oh, well, I guess it's Giannis. And Giannis. <laughs> well, and John Wall. Giannis, John Wall. Okay, so John Wall and Bradley Beal. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Kyrie uh, Irving, LeBron James, Giannis. <laughs> I guess Kevin uh-huh. Love's not going to be in the East anymore. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, I'm sure, fan favorite. Uh, oh, the, Get Big Al Gordon on Hayward team. if he goes to the Heat. <laughs> That's right, Blake Griffin. If he goes to the Heat, uh, I think Big Al's gonna make it. Oh, by the way, if your if your name is Al and you're a basketball player, do you automatically mm-hmm. become Big Al regardless of how big you are? Do they call Al Harrington Big Al? They do call him that. Um, well, I, they shouldn't. I believe because he's he's not even particularly big by Al standards. Yeah, right? he's pretty small even though he play, they played him in the big positions. Now, I mean, um, what, I don't, was Al Thornton big Al? No. Okay. Right? <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't be because he's 6'8", but I don't know. I think they uh, well, I don't know. It's very hard to tell. Oh, Al Thornton's nickname is Ghost Rider. What? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I yeah, I don't. If I'm Russell Westbrook, I am not signing that deal. No thanks. I mean, I mean you just have no. I mean, all he he is going to have to answer questions about it from Royce Young all season long. Uh, but, man, eh, that's not that bad. You gotta deal with that guy anyway. <laughs> um, but no, also, he doesn't have to answer questions. That's his entire thing. He's just mean to them, and they're scared of him. Oh, that's right, yeah. He is, he is, well, he's running his own White House briefings. Like, wouldn't it be great if Russell Westbrook refused to be recorded next year in any of his post-game stuff? 
Okay, so report. Pacers seeking the 2018 Nets and Lakers picks and a starter from the Celtics in the Paul George trade. I probably wouldn't give up that if I were the Celtics either. No, but also, good job, Kevin Pritchard, because what he's seen happen here is Danny Ainge is running out of trade options, and it's just Paul George. I mean, all of this activity has been fantastic for GMs who are trying to trade their guys. I mean, in theory, I don't know what happened with the Bulls. But, um, <laughs> uh, but it also, it sucks if you're a free agent point guard right now because, like, four destinations got filled up with the dra- with the draft deals and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Houston is now not signing anybody. Philly is not a destination anymore. Um the Bulls now have seven point guards, uh-huh. so they're not really interested. And now it's oh, and Ricky Rubio is on the trading block. So, well, I think that's the next move. Yeah, I think the the T Wolves are going to trade Ricky Rubio and try to get Cole George Aldrich. Hill. No, I think it's going to be Kyle Lowry. Oh, that, yeah, because Kyle Lowry can really shoot. That's true. Um, eh, and Schultz they a pretty need good shooter, right? shooting. Yeah, but he's like a spot-up shooter. Like Kyle Lowry oh, can shoot oh, off I the dribble. What you're yeah, yeah. Um, and also, Kyle Lowry feels like a Tibbsy player to me. I mean, so does George Hill, actually. Yeah. But like, I think those guys are going to get paid less money than they think now. But maybe I'm wrong. It um, seems like there's yeah, less, there's less, fewer landing spots out there for these guards. Right, like somebody is going to get Jeff Teague for like seven million dollars. Yeah, because you have you have Holiday, Lowry, and Hill are all free agents. Rubio's on the trading block, and so once you get to that Teague level, I don't know. I feel like the result is going to be that uh, the Sixers and Nets can get a pretty good vet to add on for not that much. Because I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. What surprising moves do you think will happen? You think Kyle Lowry to Minnesota? I think Minnesota's going to get another star. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Blake Wait. ends up? It's a tough one. Because what you're essentially trying to do now is read Balmer's mind. Right. Because, like, I I don't know if Balmer wants to tank. It's not clear. I mean, oh, you think he might come back? Yeah, I could see them giving Blake Griffin all the money. I just, I, it, it seems like they're prepared to have a real huge amount of cap space. And that there were some, that there were a bunch of DeAndre Jordan trade rumors, to me, says... You know, they're gutting that thing. Yeah, but I feel like the DeAndre Jordan trade rumors had more to do with Chris Paul and Blake's free agency and less to... Now that one of them is gone, Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Um, It seems like they're no longer a playoff contender. Whatever happens, I, I just want... 
I want the best for Blake because I want fun Blake back. That'd be great. That'd be um, great. I feel like Chris Paul sort of ruined Blake. Um, and, I mean, he made him a better player, but like he kind of didn't like let Blake handle the ball, which is a thing Blake was really good at, and like his sort of like intensity, like. Also, it seemed like sort of rubbed off on Blake in the wrong way. I mean, it sounds um, like, it sounds like they didn't get along that well and had a pretty manageable coworker relationship by the end. But that's just not it's not what you. Yeah, I would love to, I would love to see him thrive somewhere. And yeah, I want to see fun Blake again. I love Blake. Now, do actually. you? I really love Blake. Do you think he? Oh, go ahead, sorry. And also, a lot of people keep making the Amari Stoudemire comparison with Blake. And I don't think that's fair to Blake, actually. Because uh, he's not as beat up or just not as old? or uh, Both, but also he has skills other than just dunking really hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Amari Stoudemire, again, who, again, was another guy I loved... Like, one of my favorite players in the last 20 years. Um, Like, couldn't play when his athleticism went away, where I feel like Blake still can. Like, Blake is such a good passer and ball handler. And he's a good shooter. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he should stop trying to shoot threes, because I don't think it's ever going to happen for him. But, But, yeah, he can shoot from far away. Like, he can shoot 19 footers. Um, and yeah, I don't think Blake is as much of a gamble as people think, actually. I've heard people say that the Clippers can't really tear it down because they need to sell tickets and they're in L.A. and Uh their fans aren't very loyal. Maybe that's true, but I, I wonder if... Even if you bring Blake back here, isn't this like an eight seed? If that, I don't know. So is that, I mean, is there a big difference between winning 43 games and 35 games? I mean, I mean maybe I, I don't, don't know LA I, very well. I But see, I don't believe the the trope like you can't rebuild in this town. If, like, the Philadelphia 76ers have taught anybody anything, it should be that, like, you can sell a rebuild to fans. Because if anything, the process, as, you know, weird and dumb and kind of overrated as I think it is, to me it made Sixers fans more rabid for the Sixers than they were since, like, Allen Iverson was there. It's not. It's not like they have a terrible, cheap, racist owner right now. They have a guy who hired Jerry West and is making some decisions right now. Yeah. And look, the Clippers are just never going to be as popular as the Lakers. They're not competing. Yeah. In the same thing, but they are still in Los Angeles, and right. people are going to want to go because they are still playing NBA basketball against NBA teams. I would think you're you're better off just making the best what you think is the best long term strategy for the franchise. I don't think like, yeah. I mean the 
the I mean, as exciting as it is to lose in the first or second round of the playoffs every year, I kind of think their fans have uh, have had it. We can talk to some Clipper fans and find out. They're pretty bummed about losing Chris Paul, but uh, I mean, are they going to be more like losing Chris Paul is the big deal. Anything else is kind of a secondary move, I think. Yeah, I just, I just generally don't believe in the trope like Knicks can't rebuild. Right. They're in New York. The Clippers can't rebuild. They're in L.A. Like, I just really think you can really sell a, a rebuild to fans. You're also like ignoring the biggest phenomenon in New York, which is insanity. If you're saying the Knicks have to only get high-priced free agents and stuff, like, yes, like players like I don't know. I mean. The Lakers will honestly be fine if they don't trade for Paul George this year. Laker fans love the young dudes. They're going to love Lonzo Ball, you know? Yeah. Lakers fans, I have been sort of shocked. I wish we we haven't been able to get Dave back on, but I really want to talk to Dave about the Lakers uh, because it is so bizarre to me how sad Lakers fans are about trading D'Angelo Russell. Um. Oh, well, because they loved him so much. Yeah. But, you know, he's um, he was the he's been he's picked in the same spot as Lonzo and I think it just sucks when you sit through some painful years and he's like the guy you're waiting for and then it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. I'm pretty confident about Lonzo in the future, but I get it. I get it. He's like um I don't know. I, I, for someone that really pulled for Monte Ellis for years, <laughs> you know, I get it. But that is actually how Lakers fans remind that that is exactly what Lakers fans are reminding me of. Like, if they were retiring uh, Metal World Pieces jersey tomorrow, I think they would boo Rob Palinka. <laughs> oh, for, um, this. for trading D'Angelo Russell. It really reminds me of the Monte. Curry trade. Um, I'd be putting Brooke Lopez in a lot of public appearances. That'll I love win everybody Brooke Lopez, over. Man. Oh, those, yeah. those brothers. <laughs> uh, the All best. Right. So let's finish the show. Okay. Um, uh, I'm. We might have to post an emergency podcast later if anything crazy happens. So yeah. we'll be back for sure. Yeah. Uh, Probably after this weekend, but maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Um, yeah. Sean, is there anything you would like to plug? I would like everybody to come to uh, the business every Monday at Little Joy, 9 o'clock in Echo Park. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Keen. Oh, and I'm writing about um, the big three for Yard Barker. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so a lot of good action. A lot of... Lot of um, I guess I would just say with the big three, um, there's a lot, there were a bunch of injuries. Corey McGetty had to have surgery, white chocolates out for six to eight weeks. Um, and the, the, it's, it's kind of interesting that the styles have been so defined by their replacement players because mm-hmm. like Jermaine O'Neal's team plays Jermaine O'Neal basketball and they don't take threes and stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. the ghost ballers don't really have anyone that's taller than like six five. So it's very 
you can and oh and they lowered the point total you only have to get to 50 to win instead of 60 so game should be zippier for the remainder of the season mm-hmm anyway kind of fun uh, Iverson was playing yeah he's gonna play more this week uh, yeah um as far as I go one very excited about the big three we'll be talking about that after summer league I imagine which by the way we're going to summer league oh yeah uh, so we'll have some dispatches from Summer League. Um, but what I mainly want to plug right now is uh, we're at 46 five-star reviews on iTunes, Sean. <laughs> That's we incredible. are four away from having to record a DVD-style director's commentary of My Giant, uh, the saddest white slavery movie ever made, and starring former Washington Bullets center George Mirson. Yes. And uh, former Clippers fan Billy Crystal. Yeah. Uh, but I want to read... We got some good reviews this week. I just want to read them real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we got one five-star review from Knights of Ray, and it's titled, Both Teams Played Hard. And the body of the review is, Both Teams Played Hard, My Man. <laughs> Which, love it. Keep it coming. We also got one from retired NBA player Mike Bibby. That's the full name of the reviewer, wow. which hopefully hopefully it's my fi- my favorite ghost baller, Mike Bibby. That's Team and it says, <laughs> And it says, what a great podcast. Round Ball Rock never disappoints, and trust me, I know a lot about disappointment. Oh, he's talking about Doug Christie there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, and then we also got a review from uh, Popovich Kerr 2020 that said, This pod is lit, fam. These guys cover the NBA in an intelligent way, but don't let unimportant things like stats get in the way of the hilarity of stuff, like Dwayne Wade's infatuation with Seabass and his inability to spell his first name correctly. <laughs> I was very confused the first time I listened and didn't get to hear interviews from Mookie Blaylock and Sharif Abdurrahim, but once I got over that, I was hooked. This is the funniest podcast I listen to, and it's shocking that it's focused on basketball. Shut it down. Let's go home. That's a great review. So, Does he know that Mookie Blaylock is incarcerated right now? Um, don't tell. Don't tell him. We won't don't tell, tell him. him. We'll tell him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're four away. Let's get some more five star reviews, people. Yeah. And as always, you can tweet at us at Round Rock Pod and. Email us at roundballrockpod at gmail.com. And as always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where this week I tweeted, oh man, this one is bad. (laughs) I tweeted, painting pottery and laughing my ass off. Another great day. Oh no. Um, So, yeah, cool. Bum me out, dude. (laughs) He also apparently wears Ed Hardy swim trunks. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I no, was, I'm, I was saving that one, but oh, thanks. sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back with Dave. I promise, Dave is coming back. Dave is still part of the podcast. I promise. Yeah. Um, next week, and uh, we also, I have a, I have a new game. I think you guys will like. Oh yeah, we're waiting fun. for Dave to come back. Yeah. Um, so get that pen and paper ready, Dubaru, because you're going to have some records to keep. <laughs> um, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.